Question 48 of Summa Theologica Secunda Secundae Treatise on the Cardinal Virtues The Virtue of Prudence This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Summa Theologica Secunda Secundae Treatise on the Cardinal Virtues The Virtue of Prudence by St. Thomas Aquinas, translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province. Question 48 of the Parts of Prudence in One Article We must now consider the parts of prudence, under which head there are four points of inquiry. 1. Which are the parts of prudence? 2. Of its integral parts. 3. Of its subjective parts. 4. Of its potential parts. Article. Whether three parts of prudence are fittingly assigned. Objection 1. It would seem that the parts of prudence are assigned unfittingly. Tully, in his Rhetorics 2.53, assigns three parts of prudence, namely, memory, understanding, and foresight. Macrobius, following the opinion of Plotinus, ascribes to prudence six parts, namely, reasoning, understanding, circumspection, foresight, docility, and caution. Aristotle says, in Ethics 6, 9, 10, and 11, that Good counsel, synesis, and gnome belong to prudence. Again, under the head of prudence, he mentions conjecture, shrewdness, sense, and understanding. And another Greek philosopher, note Andronicus, confer question 80, objection 4, says that ten things are connected with prudence, namely, good counsel, shrewdness, foresight, Regnative, note, regnativa, military, political, and domestic prudence, dialectics, rhetoric, and physics. Therefore, it seems that one or the other enumeration is either excessive or deficient. Objection 2. Further, prudence is specifically distinct from science. But politics, economics, logic, rhetoric, physics, are sciences. Therefore, they are not parts of prudence. Objection 3. Further, the parts do not exceed the whole. Now, the intellective memory or intelligence, reason, sense, and docility belong not only to prudence, but also to all the cognitive habits. Therefore, they should not be set down as parts of prudence. Objection 4. Further, just as counseling, judging, and commanding are acts of the practical reason, so also is using, as stated above in Pars Prima Secundae, question 16, article 1. Therefore, just as oibulia, which refers to counsel, is connected with prudence, and synesis and gnome, which refer to judgment, 
so also ought something to have been assigned corresponding to use. Objection 5. Further, solicitude pertains to prudence as stated above in question 47, article 9. Therefore, solicitude also should have been mentioned among the parts of prudence. I answer that. Parts are of three kinds, namely, integral, as wall, roof, and foundations are parts of a house. Subjective, as ox and lion are parts of animal. And potential, as the nutritive and sensitive powers are parts of the soul. Accordingly, parts can be assigned to a virtue in three ways. First, in likeness to integral parts, so that the things which need to concur for the perfect act of a virtue are called the parts of that virtue. In this way, out of all the things mentioned above, eight may be taken as parts of prudence, namely, the six assigned by Macrobius, with the addition of a seventh, notably memory, mentioned by Tully, and eustochia, or shrewdness, mentioned by Aristotle. For the sense of prudence is also called understanding. Wherefore, the philosopher says in Ethics 6.11, Of such things one needs to have the sense, and this is understanding. Of these eight, five belong to prudence as a cognitive virtue, namely, memory, reasoning, understanding, docility, and shrewdness. While the three others belong thereto as commanding and applying knowledge to action, namely, foresight, circumspection, and caution. The reason of their difference is seen from the fact that three things may be observed in reference to knowledge. In the first place, knowledge itself, which, if it be of the past, is called memory. If of the present, whether contingent or necessary, is called understanding or intelligence. Secondly, the acquiring of knowledge, which is caused either by teaching, to which pertains docility, or by discovery, and this belongs to eustochia, that is, a happy conjecture, of which shrewdness is a part, which is quick conjecture of the middle term, as stated in Posterior Analytics 1.9. Thirdly, the use of knowledge, inasmuch as we proceed from things known to knowledge or judgment of other things, and this belongs to reasoning. And the reason, in order to command aright, requires to have three conditions. First, to order that which is befitting the end, and this belongs to foresight. Secondly, to attend to the circumstances of the matter in hand, and this belongs to circumspection. Thirdly, to avoid obstacles, and this belongs to caution. 
The subjective parts of a virtue are its various species. In this way, the parts of prudence, if we take them properly, are the prudence whereby a man rules himself, and the prudence whereby a man governs a multitude, which differs specifically as stated above. Question 47, Article 11. Again, the prudence whereby a multitude is governed is divided into various species according to the various kinds of multitude. There is the multitude which is united together for some particular purpose. Thus an army is gathered together to fight, and the prudence that governs this is called military. There is also the multitude that is united together for the whole of life. Such is the multitude of a home or family, and this is ruled by domestic prudence. And such again is the multitude of a city or kingdom, the ruling principle of which is regnative prudence in the ruler, and political prudence, simply so called in the subjects. If, however, prudence be taken in a wide sense, as including also speculative knowledge as stated above, in question 47, article 2, second reply, then its parts include dialectics, rhetoric, and physics, according to three methods of prudence in the sciences. The first of these is the attaining of science by demonstration, which belongs to physics, if physics be understood to comprise all demonstrative sciences. The second method is to arrive at an opinion through probable premises, and this belongs to dialectics. The third method is to employ conjectures in order to induce a certain suspicion, or to persuade somewhat, and this belongs to rhetoric. It may be said, however, that these three belong also to prudence properly so called since it argues sometimes from necessary premises, sometimes from probabilities, and sometimes from conjectures. The potential parts of a virtue are the virtues connected with it, which are directed to certain secondary acts or matters, not having, as it were, the whole power of the principal virtue. In this way, the parts of prudence are good counsel, which concerns counsel, sinesis, which concerns judgment in matters of ordinary occurrence, and gnome, which concerns judgment in matters of exception to the law, while prudence is about the chief act, notably that of commanding. Reply to Objection 1. The various enumerations differ, either because different kinds of parts are assigned, or because that which is mentioned in one enumeration includes several mentioned in another enumeration. Thus Tully includes caution and circumspection under foresight, and reasoning, docility, and shrewdness under understanding. Reply to Objection 2. Here domestic and civic prudence are not to be taken as sciences, but as kinds of prudence. As to the other three, the reply may be gathered from what has been said.
Reply to Objection 3. All these things are reckoned parts of prudence, not by taking them altogether, but in so far as they are connected with things pertaining to prudence. Reply to Objection 4. Right command and right use always go together, because the reason's command is followed by obedience on the part of the lower powers, which pertain to use. Reply to Objection 5. Solicitude is included under foresight. End of Question 48 Read by Michael Shane Craig Lambert, L.C.